0: save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an ac pro recharge kit today be a pro with ac pro what's even easier than hitting a home run into the crawford boxes deep to left field and you can kiss that goodbye into the landry's crawford boxes how about cracking open a delicious crawford bach carbox crawford bach pairs perfectly with peanuts stadium dogs and a good seventh inning stretch Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Back to Astropod, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros play their third game of the season in the third game of a four-game series against the Seattle Mariners. Astros have taken the first two games of the season including a 7-2 to win yesterday. Martin Maldonado, two hits and a couple of RBIs. Lance McCullers, Jr., six strikeouts, two runs, and six innings in his return from Tommy John surgery. As the Astros are now 2-0 and on the year, the Mariners are 0-2. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official healthcare provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, it's Zach Greinke on the mound for the Astros today. He threw 80 pitches in a sim game on Tuesday, so that puts him in pretty good shape for his first start of 2020.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're ever going to have to worry about his uh, preparation or anything of that nature or his mechanics because he's so uh, good, so balanced, and that's why he's such a a pinpoint control artist. So he's going to put the ball where he wants it. He's going to move it around, and he's got one of the best change-ups, albeit only a couple miles per hour slower than his fastball, but it's effective, uh, has a lot of late movement on it, so... Uh, Zach Greinke, who had a, a really great game the last time he, he faced the Seattle Mariners, expect more of
0: the same. You say Kikuchi, left-handers on the mound for the Seattle Mariners. He was much heralded coming over from Japan last year. A bit of a disappointing first big league season for Kikuchi, and he's hoping, and the Mariners are hoping for better returns this year.
1: Yeah, Kikuchi made four starts against the Astros a season ago. Uh, he had about a five and a half ERA. Uh, didn't really fare that well. They say he's throwing the ball harder, that he's throwing 95, 96, 97 miles per hour, which is a couple of clicks uh, harder than he did last year, as well as his slider is much harder than it was a year ago. So we'll have to see. He's one of those pitchers that tinkers a lot. Uh, so uh, if things aren't going well, he'll, he'll abandon what he's been working on and try
0: to go to something else, and they want him to stick to a game plan and try to ride it out a little more so this year. Astros getting set to take on the Seattle Mariners. Keys to the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, Taylor Jones in the lineup for the Astros today. Designated hitter. He was brought up yesterday after Oledmiz Diaz went on the injured list. Looking forward to seeing what Taylor Jones can do.
1: Yeah, and kind of a thrill for Taylor Jones to face the team. He probably rooted for thinking about, You know, being born in Kent, Washington, going to college in Spokane at Gonzaga. Uh, So it's going to be a really fun time for the Jones family, I'm sure, watching back in in the state of Washington. Uh, He's good, man. 22 homers, 84 RBIs last year. Hit better than 290 for Round Rock. Uh, He's ready. You know, we've seen plenty of him in spring training and in the summer camp. He's got big power. He's got a good approach at the plate. And he's an excellent first baseman. So, he's the dh tonight for dusty baker and
0: hopefully he can get some things done drive in a run or two coming up next we'll have our first conversation with general manager james click uh, sunday tradition on astros radio so we'll hear from james cliff coming up next but now this from your local station what's even easier than hitting a home run into the crawford boxes deep to left field and you can kiss that goodbye into the landry's crawford boxes how about cracking open a delicious crawford bach Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with Peanuts, Stadium Dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So, root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. And welcome back on this Sunday afternoon. Astros getting set to take on the Seattle Mariners, and we're pleased to be joined as we are. We will be every Sunday by Astros General Manager uh James Click and uh first of all thanks for joining us James for the first time in the regular season and I mean how good does it feel to finally be talking about games that count and you know instead of like this is what it's going to be like now you actually have some games under your belt
2: Yeah it's it's nice to hear you say the words you know regular season first time yeah. in the regular season um it, it's hard to put into words uh the excitement that I have personally and that you can feel around the clubhouse among the staff um, you know i I don't want to say that we didn't think that we were going to get here but i I don't think it was lost on anybody just how many hoops we were going to have to jump through in order to to make this happen and um you know we're, we're here we're getting used to it um you know the protocols keep getting better and better and uh you know the more that um the more that we learn about this this thing, the, the better I feel about it. But, um, yeah, it's exciting.
1: And you get this lofty new job, James, in this swanky booth uh, just just a couple of yards away from us that where we're sitting right now. Oh, that's that yet, smell. Yet, okay. Yet, <laughs> yet, yet you cannot... Bring your family. Are you Facetiming your wife and your kids and saying, "Hey, this is this is where you're going to come uh, at some point."
2: Yeah, you know, I've taken a couple pictures and, and sent it to uh, to my son, uh, yeah. my my older one, who's who stayed up way past his bedtime the other night to watch the opener. Good. Um, so yeah, I, it, it's it's obviously tough on all of us not to have our families here mm-hmm. and not to be able to share this with the fans and and everybody else. But you know, hopefully, everybody watching at home can can see that you know we're trying to get things back to normal and and can get that excitement even if they're not at the ballpark
0: so what were the those four months like for you because i think there's an impression that uh for a lot of people in baseball you're just kind of just sitting idle just especially the first couple of months or so just kind of waiting to find out what was going to happen but there were still a lot of lot of things to be done as i mean and i especially for you since you were still kind of learning everything about the organization
2: yeah, I leaned on the staff really heavily. We set up just a ton of, of Zoom calls um, and, and tried to be as efficient with our time as we possibly could. And since we've gotten started with the regular season again and, and summer camp, uh, it's made it uh, that much more obvious how much uh, work we still have to do on some of these longer-term things, um, staff development, player development. We still have to figure out a way to have our minor leaguers find a way to train Uh, for the next couple months because because they're not going to have games to play Um, so there's always work to be done there's always a way to get ahead there's always a competitive advantage to find so it's just a question of where do we find that and that's what we spent those those four months on was trying to get ourselves in a position so that when we when we got here we were running full speed
1: we're talking with james click james before we start talking about individual players what went into the roster construction Uh, Thinking about you needed 30 players out there. You didn't want to overtax some of these players. But I've heard Dusty Baker say on a couple of occasions balance was something that uh, he's used to describe his his roster right now. What were you guys thinking?
2: We were trying to anticipate all the various situations that we would be in. Um, The extra inning rule creates a, a new wrinkle. The three batter minimum creates a new wrinkle. The possibility that we might have a player or two have to sit out unexpectedly if they're exposed uh, to another player who had it or or an umpire or something like that. We wanted to build in, you know, balance is, is critical, but the way I think about it is flexibility of, you know, we anticipate all 30 guys will be available every day, but at the same time, given the world that we're living in and the protocols that we have, we can't count on that like we might be able to in a regular season. So redundancy, backups, flexibility those were the things that I was really focused on.
0: And you know, speaking of that flexibility, obviously the part of the 60-man roster that's not here is down at Corpus Christi. Of course, as I think most of our listening audience knows, Corpus Christi's kind of going through a rough time right now with Hannah uh, moving through. You guys making contingency plans uh, as this storm and a bears down on, on that part of Texas?
2: Yeah, it wouldn't be 2020 if we didn't have to throw a hurricane <laughs> right. into this whole thing. Um, it, we are in constant contact with the staff and the players down there. They were able to get a, a workout in. They said it was some light rain and winds uh, when they got it in. Um, I haven't talked to them yet today but we're obviously trying to give them everything that they need but the initial reports were that, that they were in good shape. Um, I just hope we don't have to ask anybody to drive from Corpus up here on short order through that. Um, so hopefully everybody stays healthy over the next couple of days.
1: James, unfortunately, led Miss Diaz uh, opening night. It ended up having a an issue with his groin Uh, he goes on the IEL but good news for you is Taylor Jones uh, ready and willing he had a great year in AAA and he's shown very well in spring training and during summer camp you've got to be excited about that
2: yeah uh, Taylor's a a guy that um, you know I know we think is is a big part of the future and sometimes the future gets here a little faster Mm -hmm. than you expect Um, you know (laughs) it was funny to talk to Dusty who had just talked to him 24 hours earlier and said hey be ready we, we might need you and uh and Taylor when he got the call said I, I didn't know you guys met the next day and <laughs> look we didn't either but these are the kind of things that we have to be ready for.
0: We're joined once again by Astros general manager James Click before the Astros take on the Mariners we were just talking uh, right before the break about uh, Taylor Jones coming up Oledmiz Diaz going on the injured list uh, with the groin injury you have any timetable for for Diaz at this point?
2: No, we're going to wait and see kind of how he responds to um, to initial treatment. Uh, groin injuries are the kind of things where you don't ever want to rush back from that. They can become chronic. So the main thing right now is to just let everything calm down, and then we'll get a sense for what the timetable will be.
1: James, as I was trying to assess and put together a, a roster, one name that made the roster that I wasn't expecting was Brandon Bailey. Tell us a little bit uh, about what went into that decision.
2: Well, he was very impressive in summer camp, and – when we were putting together a 30-man roster, there were some spots that might fall into different roles than you would have on a 26-man roster. And his ability to throw strikes, his ability to get out sufficiently, um, was something that was really appealing to me, to Strami, uh, to Josh, to Dusty, everybody. So... Um, you can't say enough about the the kid. It, you know his his heart, his personality, his drive, but um, the ability to come in here and, and throw strikes and, and get some some outs for us was was a big thing. And, and you know I think and hope that he sees it as an opportunity to audition for maybe a, a you know bigger role in the future.
0: You have uh, Jordan Alvarez and Jose or Katie who were cleared uh, right when the season started to to participate in baseball activities neither one of them had been part of the summer camp process uh do you have a an idea of kind of what the ramp up will look like for them obviously a little different because you don't have actual minor league games that you could have them play in uh but but what does that process look like and i imagine it's gonna it's gonna probably take a a few weeks right
2: yeah it'll be different for for each of them because you know obviously a hitter and a pitcher are going to get ready at, at very different paces and, and rates and we will talk to the trainers about that you know hopefully it's sooner rather than later but the critical thing is making sure that they don't rush back because the last thing we want is for them to rush back and then you know first game or two they you know running the bases or or trying to go for for an extra inning or something like that 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 they they aren't ready for so we'll we'll be we'll be patient um I've, we have we have bats we have arms that can cover it in the meantime but obviously there's no substitution for those two guys
1: one of the things that a lot of people were talking about before this season started was okay it's a shorter season who benefits the most and to a man i think a lot of people felt lance mccullers jr because he was coming off tommy john surgery and his innings were going to be limited uh, that he might be benefiting most how are you going to handle him making 12 or 13 regular season starts
2: I think you're right. We we were having conversations about what his workload could look like after having missed the the previous season, and you know, I don't want to. It's basically a silver lining of mm-hmm. we. I I think that he should be well within the innings limit that that we think is healthy for him on his first season back. Yep. If he goes out there every, every five days and, and takes the ball and and uh, and helps us win.
0: Yeah, talking about. Uh, players coming back you have Austin Pruitt and Brad Peacock who were, were strong candidates to be on the opening day roster both of them uh, dealing with with various injuries any updates on, on those two pitchers
2: uh, not really right now um, you know they're both still dealing with it um, we'll try to get them back in the field as soon as possible but you know don't want to don't want to rush back that's that's the main thing
1: I haven't gotten a chance to ask anybody, but the team went to Kansas City and played those two exhibition games. How did the travel go? You know, staying in a hotel. Uh, was, were there any hiccups with that?
2: No, it went really smooth, uh, and it was it was great to have a dry run, not only on playing a couple games, but on the travel aspect of things. We flew up Monday morning and, and back Tuesday afternoon, right? Night, so it was only one night in the hotel. Uh, a lot of guys talked about how it felt like the minor leagues where you don't go to the hotel first. You just you land and you go straight to the ballpark. Right. So, uh, but these are the things that we are doing to try to make sure that our guys stay safe out there and can get these 60 and hopefully more than that games in.
0: How has it changed the travel process? And obviously you'll have more input with the first road trip coming up uh, next week for the Astros. But how has this whole process uh, changed uh, – maybe how many staffers you have from baseball operations traveling and also how much maybe you travel as well
2: yeah we're, we're going to try to keep it to a minimum we're going to try to make sure that we do our jobs remotely as much as we possibly can and, and we have the blessing of having a lot of technology that allows us to do that at the end of the day though there's no substitution for face-to-face conversations especially when you know you're on a road trip maybe you're five games in you're a little beat up, you're a little thin. We're gonna have to make some roster decisions because our roster has to be reduced from 30 to 28 while we're on the road. All these kind of things require a presence. I'll, I'll be on the first road trip. Um, you know, I think it's important. It's my first year, it's my first road trip, it's Dusty's first year. Just wanna make sure that, that I'm there and accessible, but we are keeping the travel traveling party to a minimum for safety reasons. And uh, we'll work around that as best we can, but we gotta keep safety first. All
0: right, James Click, Astros general manager. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it.
0: All right,
1: questions for Let Mees
0: Diaz. How uh, serious is your groin injury, and any idea how you're gonna, uh, how long you're gonna be out?
3: I mean, uh, right now it's between like grade one and grade two. You know, like uh, hopefully, you know, you never know with these things. You know, I think like uh, you have to go out right now and work and try to get better as soon as possible. When did it happen? Uh, uh, in the play, you know, uh, I was trying to go to second and slide in second. So I realized they're going to make a, you know, he make a, a bad throw. So when I got to push to go to third right away, I, I fit there. Yeah, are you able to
0: do anything now or you have to take a few days off from baseball drills or what's the next few days like?
3: Yeah, you know, uh, the first couple of days is going to be like, you know, like just rest. And uh, I think Monday we're going to start like, doing like uh, stuff in the gym uh, to get better. let just
1: how frustrating is this. Kind of stuff to happen beginning of the
3: season. Uh, big time, man! I think like I prepared myself uh, in the season, You know, like uh, to get my legs stronger. You know, I feel great, and uh, and this happened. You know, the first day of the season. But at the same time, you know, as a part of baseball, you know, every time you you play the game hundred uh, percent, this can happen. And the only thing we can do right now is uh, you know try to get better as soon as possible. Alanis, how are you? A couple of questions in Spanish for you. The first question. ¿cómo te sientes con esta nueva normalidad? Bueno, es una cosa que tú sabes que es bien difícil para todos, ¿no? Creo que este ha sido un año muy complicado pero bueno, estamos tomando, tomando todas las medidas, ¿no? Para para que sea seis para todos nosotros aquí adentro, ¿no? Y tomando las decisiones correctas fuera del terreno también y creo que poco a poco nos vamos adaptando al, al proceso. Alén, ¿y un poco de, de este ingreso a la lista de lesionados por 10 días? ¿Qué, qué sucedió y, y cómo trabajas para, bueno, para volver lo más pronto posible? No, muy decisionado, ¿no? Creo que este año en los hizo me preparé fuerte para mantenerme saludable todo el año. Pero nada, son cosas que pasan en el mejor, ¿no? Eh, cada vez que uno juega al 100%, estas cosas pueden suceder, ¿no? Y algo que, lo que tengo que ver es estar positivo y venir mañana a tratar de mejorar, no, y, y esperemos que esto sea una cosa que podamos solucionar. Y por último, la Champions está por venir y te veo con la capital argentina. ¿Estás apoyando Messi y Barcelona o, o cuál es el partido es en eso? Sí, yo soy fanático de Messi, de Barcelona. Como sabes, perdimos la liga hace poco, pero bueno, tengo confianza en que el equipo se va a reponer ahora y, y vamos a darle un, un, un gran campeonato en la, en la Champions y esperamos a ganar.